Today on Locked On Blue Jackets, we are going to be talking about yet another young Blue Jacket player that made his debut this season. Uh, we're going to be talking about all about Jake Christensen, and I've got a couple of listener questions for a uh, mini Monday mailbag. That's all coming up today on Locked On Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, rumors, trials, tribulations, excitement, uh, everything in between, all of those things for your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and uh, also over on YouTube. We are super close to another milestone over there, which is very, very exciting for me personally. So uh, if you haven't subscribed, then uh, maybe go and hit the subscribe button over there just as a as a favor to me personally. I, uh, I appreciate it. Um, in today's episode, like I said at the top, we are going to be doing a little bit of a mailbag at the end of the episode, but uh, most of the episode we are going to be talking about Jake Christensen, uh, another good young player for the Blue Jackets. Uh, I've been kind of looking at a 25 under 25 type thing for the Blue Jackets, and uh, man, Blue Jackets have a lot of players under 25. Uh, and I think Jake Christensen might be one of the more surprising ones, uh, honestly, so uh, let's Let's take a little bit of a look into uh, how he kind of got where he is. Uh, this was only his second year pro. Um, he had kind of a, an abbreviated season last season, played 28 games with the Cleveland Monsters uh, in the shortened 2021 season, uh, 15 points in 28 games. Uh, he was, uh, I believe, not drafted by... Uh, by anyone, uh, which is kind of wild. Uh, he ended up doing four years with uh, the Everett Silver Tips uh, in the WHL, and then uh, that's my mistake. He uh, four years with the Monsters. He was with the Stockton Heat uh, in the nineteen twenty season. Um, after he finished his season with the Silver Tips, and then signed with the Monsters as a uh, free agent, and uh, it looks like. That has uh, been a pretty good signing for the Blue Jackets. Uh, he was the Monsters' best player last season by a country mile. Had 45 points in 62 games. Uh, led the Monsters in scoring despite playing like 15 less games than anyone else on the team. Uh, I mean, the Monsters were pretty bad last season. But even so, that's still uh, pretty impressive, in my opinion. And uh, he has just kind of gone from strength to strength. He... Uh, Made his NHL debut with the Blue Jackets, kind of a surprise to uh, everyone, I think, except, you know, including him, actually. I think uh, at the start of the season, if you'd said, oh, yeah, Jake Christensen is going to be making his NHL debut this season, I don't think anyone would have been like, oh, yeah, definitely, that's obviously going to happen. Um, but, you know, like we talked about before, lots of uh, injury issues for the Blue Jackets on defense, and uh, Jake Christensen was playing so well for the Monsters. They were like, hey, let's give him a shot. Made his NHL debut, uh, scored his first NHL 
goal was one of like eight Blue Jackets to do that this season, I feel like. And uh, honestly, didn't look out of place on the blue line, considering um, how young and inexperienced this blue line is. He fit in pretty well, and I don't think he necessarily looked like he was the youngest or the least experienced out there. Um, honestly, I think he made much more of an impact in those eight games than, a, you know, for example, um, Scott Harrington did in about the same amount of ice time. Um, I think Jake Christensen was a real kind of, hey, we know kind of what we have with our draft pick prospect pool, but hey, let's complicate it a little bit. Let's mix things up. Let's bring a guy like Jake Christensen in. And uh, suddenly he seems to have kind of become one of the more exciting defensive prospects. Um, obviously, that's kind of shuffled around a little bit. Um with the drafting of Matejchuk and Yurichek, with uh, Sozal and Knazko kind of making their uh, their marks in the CHL at the minute, um, it's gotten pretty crowded on that blue line prospect pool. And uh, unfortunately, I think Jake Christensen may have slipped down a couple of spots. Um, I'm not super like enthusiastic about that because I do think. Um, like I said, I think he played really well this season, especially for the Monsters. Like I said, best player for the Monsters by a mile. And uh, honestly, I don't understand why he only got eight games. Um, looking at the players that the Blue Jackets were kind of working with at that point of the season, like I would have taken Jake Christensen, like I said, over Scott Harrington, who admittedly he wasn't on the team at the time. I would have taken Jake Christensen over Gavin Bayreuther, honestly. Um and I think that's kind of neat, honestly. I uh, Having a guy like Christensen who is good and young and exciting and then being like, well, maybe he won't make the team, Like that's, that's a really good problem to have. If you have too many good young defensemen, like I'm not, I'm not mad about that. Uh, that's all coming up in a minute. First, I've got to tell you about one of our new partners. We'll be doing some work with the NHTSA. And uh, are you one of those people that thinks it's okay to drive stoned? Like, what's the worst that could happen? You end up driving a little bit below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Well, wrong. When you're stoned, your reaction times slow way down. Uh, you put yourself in danger. You put everyone around you in danger. Um, that's the real buzzkill here. So stop kidding yourself. It is not okay to drive high. Uh, if you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Uh, drive high, get a DUI. So the theme of these uh, kind of season reviews, second slash third segments have kind of been, man, who is going to be playing for the Blue Jackets in this kind of upcoming season? Because the Blue Jackets have about 700 defensemen signed and they've got more coming in because, again, Eurocheck could make this team. Um Obviously, the departure of Gabriel Carlson has kind of eased up on that a little bit. The departure of Dean Kukan has eased up on that a little bit. But uh, even with that, we're looking at the Blue Jackets have eight defensemen on the roster right now in Wierenski, Gabranson, Gavrikov, Bean, uh, Boquist, Blankenberg, Peak, Bayreuther. And then, you know, we're looking at guys like Christensen, we're looking at David Juracek, we're looking at Denton Matejchuk, we're looking at Samuel Konezka, we're looking at Stanislav Svozil. Like, that's a lot of defensemen to try and fit into this. And 
if it were up to me, I gen- I think Jake Christensen might be in that kind of top seven. Um, you know, unfortunately, we have to give a space to Gabranson. We probably have to give a space to Peak. I'm not as mad about Peak as I am about Gabranson, but beside the point. Um, and so, honestly, I was seven defensemen. It's probably going to be Wierenski, Gabranson, Gavrikov, Boquist, Bean, Peak, and then maybe Nick Blankenberg, maybe Gavin Bayreuther, maybe Jake Christensen, maybe David Juracek. Like, Jake Christensen is going to have to come into camp and he's going to have to try and take this spot by force. Um, and I'm not sure that that's... I don't think being the seventh defenseman is the best thing for Christensen's development right now. Again, that's something else we've kind of talked about with our young players is if he has to sit in the Monsters blue line this season i don't see a problem with that honestly um he's still young enough that he's developing still um and i think the monsters will probably be better this season than they were last season the monsters were kind of decimated both by injury and also by um the fact that the blue jackets were decimated by injury and kept taking all of their good players i think giving him a full season with the monsters is uh not the worst thing in the world, and again, I would rather have him playing, you know, 20 to 25 minutes a night on the Monsters than have him sitting in the press box or playing, you know, four minutes, eight minutes a night with the Blue Jackets. Um, I'd like to think that he wouldn't get that treatment if he was on the Blue Jackets. Um, I'd like to think that if they called him up, they would play him, and, uh, you know, that's kind of that seems to have been the, the kind of the MO for Brad Larson is... The young players have not really... There was not a lot of healthy scratches for the Blue Jackets this season for a lot of their young players. Um, I think Chidikov was healthy scratched for a while, um, a couple of games, but he also got sent down to Cleveland, I think literally just for one game, but better than having him sitting and doing nothing for a week. Um, You know, players went up and down a lot to get reps in, so they weren't sitting there when the Blue Jackets were... um, When they got shut down around Christmas for COVID, during the All-Star game, you know, things things like that. So I like to think that Brad Larson knows what he's doing and uh, obviously having come from being an AHL coach, you know, how important it is to get those players playing important minutes to have them for the NHL team. And so I think it really will be a case of if Jake Christensen's not getting significant NHL ice time, he will get sent down to the Monsters. And honestly, don't hate it. Um I think there are other players that can be utilized in that seventh defenseman spot. I think there are other players that can even be utilized in kind of the five or six defenseman spot. And um, I think Jake Christensen deserves the chance to develop more than uh, kind of the opportunities that he's had so far. I mean, he's, like I say, he's literally only 22. Um, He turns 23 in a couple of weeks. Um, this is his, it's going to be his uh, third, fourth season in the pros, technically. It's only going to be his second full season, though. So I'm fully willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, give him an extra season to develop, and then maybe see where the Blue Jackets defense is uh, after that. And if the worst thing that happens is Jake Christensen turns into a really, really, really good AHL defenseman, like for a guy that they didn't even draft, you know, for a guy that was a free agent out of the WHL, like, I'm super okay with that being how it turns out. Um, giving him a letter grade, um, I'm giving him an A, 
which I know doesn't make sense to his NHL, but based on NHL debut, NHL debut goal, I think he scored in his first game, actually. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like he was he was one of those guys. And uh, the work he did for the Monsters, like, again, I'm... I'm grading on, I'm either grading on a curve or not grading on a curve. Someone is going to have to explain grading on a curve to me because it's not how it works over here. But not all player grades are created equally. And honestly, I think the work he did for the Monsters, the work he did in the eight games that he was called up, I think they're deserving of an A. And I think that's, I think that's really a hot take, honestly. I think that's, uh, I could make the argument to give him a B, but um, it's, my grading system and also it's my podcast so uh jay christian gets an a from me and hopefully we get to see a lot more from him next season either on the monsters blue line or on the blue jackets blue line um either or i am not fussy um in a minute we are going to finish off the show uh we've got a couple of really fun mailbag questions so uh, we're going to dive into those next on locked on blue jackets so the first question I got was uh, from Ann Kimmel, one of my colleagues over here at Locked On. She does a wonderful job with uh, the Locked On Preds podcast. So, uh, and she she uh, she's big on Latvian players, big on goalies, as are we all. And uh, she wants to know how I feel about um, how Elvis is going to do this season. And honestly, I think Elvis is going to be just fine this season. I know a lot of people were like, Wow, that contract, it's what, five million per year for the next five seasons. That contract's gonna be a problem. Um and you know, I've kind of um we're gonna talk about Elvis in a couple of weeks when I do the goalie reviews for, for the season, but Elvis was I don't think in a very good space last season. Um he was grieving his friend, he was probably suffering from, you know, some kind of PTSD, some kind of trauma, uh things like that and uh even with that i'm still pretty sure that he came out of the season with an above 900 save percentage which considering how poor the blue jackets were defensively last season i'm calling that a win um i'm just pulling up his career stats now yeah he had a 907 save percentage um and i mean that is still pretty good and also that i mean that's low for elvis but i'm I'm okay with that being how it goes uh, because he hasn't had a sub 900 safe percentage uh, basically ever. Well, in the playoffs for HC Lugano in his uh, last season in Switzerland, he had an 872 in four games. Um, they lost all four games, but I don't, you know, that's it is what it is. Um, his last four seasons or last three seasons with the Blue Jackets, uh, he had a 9.16 last season. Uh, it was, he had a 9.07 last season. He had a 9.16 the season before. He had a 9.49 with the Cleveland Monsters. And then he had a 9.23 in his rookie season with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I'm super not worried about Elvis. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, is he going to be $5 million? good maybe not but again again he's still pretty young uh he i believe is 26 i didn't look it up but he's certainly not past his prime um i think maybe we're kind of seeing him about to hit his peak or he's probably in his peak but if we can get another 
9-10, 9-15 or above from Elvis this season, I think we'll be laughing, honestly. I think the Blue Jackets are going to be just fine. I think Elvis is going to be just fine. Uh, maybe better than fine. He could he could surprise everyone. I know he sure did surprise me with those five shutouts in eight games in his rookie season. So, you know, what's to say that he doesn't come out and do that again? So, um, yeah, that's... That's how I feel about Elvis. He's going to be just fine. We're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail in a couple of weeks, but I do the Elvis season review. But uh, that's kind of a general mini overview on how I feel about Elvis. Uh, and then I got one more question uh, from another wonderful colleague over at Lockdown. Uh, Laura Saba, the active stick, wants to know, which former Blue Jacket who is uh, no longer on the team do I miss the most? And um, I was actually talking about how all of my jerseys are obsolete now because I keep buying jerseys and then the players in between one to three seasons later will get traded. So I have a Nick Foligno jersey. I have a Brandon Saad jersey. I have a Pierre-Luc Dubois jersey, a Cam Atkinson jersey, and a... Um, No, I think that's all of them, actually. Unless I've missed out saying Brandon Dubinsky. Um, I have five jerseys. I have Dubinsky, Saad, Felino, Atkinson. Felino, Saad, Dubinsky, Atkinson, Dubois. Yeah, five. <laughs> um, we'll see if that makes it into the, the final cut. And all of those guys are no longer on the team. Um, any of those guys could be an answer to this question. Um, but I think the answer I am going to go with is um, Sergei Poprovsky. I really, really liked Sergei Bobrovsky. I thought he was maybe the best, one of the best players that this team has had uh, since Rick Nash. Um, I think had he stayed, there would have been a real argument for him being one of the, maybe the best goalie to play for the Blue Jackets. Um, I think he leads in basically all of the goalie stats for this team, which is super cool. But... He just commanded too much money, too much term. He's going to be like 40 when his contract is up. He's making $10 million down in Florida. There's rumors of buyouts and everything, uh, trades with retained salary. So while I miss Bobrovsky, um, I don't regret that the Blue Jackets let him walk. I think it was the right decision. Um, I think especially with kind of the emergence of uh, Muslikans the last couple of seasons, I think Jonas Corposalo has been better than a lot of people expected. Um, I think a lot of people thought that when Bobrovsky went, the Blue Jackets would just kind of fall apart, and they kind of seemed to have managed to patch a hole in that goaltending. Um, the upcoming, you know, Tarasov is really exciting. Obviously, you know, um, the goaltending depth has kind of suffered a little bit with the passing of Batista Kavlenix, the departure of Vady Verlainen, um, but they look like they're in a really good spot. And so while I miss Bobrovsky, the, the player, I don't necessarily miss him as much as I thought I would, but he's still my answer for which player do I miss the most. So uh, that's that's that. Just kind of a, a silly little mailbag uh, that I thought could be could be fun. You know, it's a Monday. We'll we'll have some fun with it. We'll talk goalies, and uh, that's all I've got for you today. Um, we're still on a three week schedule, so I will be back on Wednesday uh, with another. Player review, and uh, if I check my sheet, uh, we are going to be looking at Vladislav Gavrikov on Wednesday, which should be a lot of fun. We all love Vladislav Gavrikov on the ice, off the ice, so we're going to be talking about all of that. Before I finish up, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. 
Lockdown Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also over on YouTube. If you want to check us out over there, then I super, super appreciate that. And uh, you're never going to have to get behind a paywall for a Locked On product. That's our promise to you. So, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. Got the podcast right in one. I've got the Twitter right in one and then immediately messed it up by saying podcast instead of Twitter. It's fine. It's very late here. Um, you can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you want to uh, email me comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's everything. So until Wednesday, make sure you stay. Locked on.